The church declares this Sunday the World Day of Prayer for vocations, as she does every year on the fourth Sunday of Easter. She does so because this Sunday is known in the lectionary as Good Shepherd Sunday. Today we hear from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John, where Jesus declares himself the Good Shepherd. A vocation is a calling from Christ to take up some particular work. Vocations come in many forms. Some involve the total commitment of one's whole life. Others concern some more discreet mission or activity. But as the church is using that term for today, she is referring specifically to those vocations that we more typically think of when we hear the term vocations, priesthood and the religious life. Vocations, of course, are a topic of great concern in the church, particularly because we often hear of the decline in the number of priests and religious sisters in the last 50 years. Yet I often tell people that there isn't, in fact, a clergy shortage. There's a parishioner shortage. The decline in priestly and religious vocations almost perfectly tracks the decline in weekly mass attendance among Catholics in the last 50 years. Actually, priestly vocations for the church in the United States may be a little ahead of where we should expect them to be, given the decline in faith practice among Catholics in general. But still, there is a need for more priests, as well as more consecrated religious. And in truth, the flowering of priestly and religious vocations is probably one of the surest signs of the health of a parish or diocese. Because priestly and religious vocations are born by and large by a strong faith lived out in families, most importantly, but also in the parish and the local Christian community in general. Now, don't let what I said stand in contradiction to my earlier point that vocations are callings from Jesus Christ, not from ourselves, not from our families, not even from the church. Yet it would be to our peril to ignore the role that families and the Christian community plays in facilitating young men and women in hearing and responding to their call from Jesus. If you don't believe me, listen to the words of our Holy Father, Pope Francis, in his message for this year's World Day of Prayer for vocations. He says, The Lord's call, let it be said at the outset, is not as clear-cut as many of those things that we can hear, see, or touch in our daily experience. God comes silently and discreetly without imposing upon our freedom. Thus it can happen that his voice is drowned out by many worries and concerns that fill our hearts and minds. Whenever I have a meeting to prepare a couple for the baptism of their child, I always stress to them that in having their son or daughter baptized, they are in effect giving up that child to God. That child becomes, through baptism, a son or daughter of the Most Holy Trinity, which means that the parents become like the fiduciary or trustee of the child vis-a-vis -vis God. A fiduciary or trustee is one who undertakes to act in the best interests of the principal. The interest of the principal, in this case God, is that child fulfilling the vocation that God gives to him or her. In the second reading, St. John says that in becoming Christian, we become a child of God, and what we shall be has not yet been revealed. He's speaking of the ultimate glory that awaits us in the heavenly kingdom. But it applies equally to the baptized in this life. 
In calling a child to baptism, God calls him or her to a unique vocation suited for him or her to have a life of holiness, for the salvation of themselves and for those that they will encounter in this life. Being a Christian parent is not about raising a child to pursue the vocation in life that you would dream of having them pursue. Nor is it even a matter, as we commonly hear, of raising that child to become, quote-unquote, whatever it is that he or she dreams of being. No, Christian parenthood means raising that child to recognize the vocation that God is giving to him or her and to be in a position to fulfill it. Now, in truth, most persons in this life are called to the vocation of marriage. The beauty in that is that God gives people the natural attractions and instincts that impel them towards finding a mate and building a family. Since most people are raised in a family environment, they have the ready example of their own parents and family to inform them about the beauty, the dignity, and even the challenges of marriage and family life. So yes, as parents, you do have to form your children to prepare them for the possibility of entering into the sacrament of marriage. They have to be given the tools to discern whether a potential husband or wife will be a suitable marriage partner and a good father or mother for their children. They also have to be given the tools necessary to live out that commitment in love, fidelity, and fruitfulness. But you have the assurance that at least some of that formation will occur implicitly by nature and by nurture, without necessarily involving the need for explicit instructions. But this, this is less true when it comes to giving your child the tools to discern whether God is calling them the priestly or religious life. Because unlike marriage and family life, young people are not going to typically experience those things in the same upfront and personal way. So one of the things that I tell parents when I meet them to prepare to have their child baptized is that they owe it to their child, as well as to God, to have a kind of, a, of affirmative action plan when it comes to encouraging their child to discern whether they are called to one of these vocations in the church. Not in the sense of pushing them to pursue one of these vocations, because again, a vocation is decided by God, not by the parents, nor even by the one called. But rather in making an extra affirmative effort to really expose your child to these examples and possibilities, and to explicitly encourage them to discern through prayer and by action, whether this is what, in fact, God is calling them to. Because when it comes to priestly and religious vocations, it's not enough to say, well, if that's what God wants of them, he will make it clear somehow. Nor to assume that even providing the best Catholic education and upbringing will naturally lead a young person to actively discern these vocations. As Pope Francis said, too often in this fallen and now increasingly secular world, God's calling can be drowned out by worldly concerns and anxieties. God's mandate requires instead an affirmative effort on the part of families, and by extension on the part of the larger Catholic community, to promote priestly and religious vocations. Recognizing, too, that promoting priestly and religious vocations will mean for parents perhaps overcoming a bit of bias in that ecclesial vocations entail a life of celibacy, which means that a young man or woman in choosing to pursue that way of life is pursuing in this way something that's fundamentally different from what their parents chose for themselves. And while opposition to a priestly or religious vocation can come from one or both parents, I've noticed a pattern that holds true in many, though not all, cases. 
Typically, the strongest opposition to a son pursuing the priesthood or the religious life comes from his father, whereas the opposition to a daughter pursuing religious life most typically comes from the mother. The reason for this should be fairly obvious. Not infrequently, the same-sex parent of a child will feel that their choice or potential choice to pursue a celibate vocation as a kind of rejection of the personal example that they provided to that child as a man or woman. Perhaps they assume an identity of psychological needs between themselves and their child of the same sex. And thus they can imagine that their child will be fulfilled without having a marriage partner or children of their own, because it's not something that they would have chosen for themselves. So all of us, whether priests or parents or godparents or grandparents or any other kind of fellow traveler in this Christian community of whatever sort, we must mark this world day of prayer for vacations by making for ourselves and for our community a kind of solemn commitment. Committing ourselves to doing the utmost, to promoting strong vocations of whatever sort in the life of this parish, but especially to encouraging priestly and religious vocations. And going the extra step to open up the possibilities for these vocations in the hearts and minds of our young people not just with empty rhetoric about promoting vocations, and not even just with passive prayer, but in prayerful action that shows that we truly trust in the providence of God to call people as he wills, with confidence that our young people as disciples of Christ are fully capable of taking up that calling, whatever it is, with fidelity and faithfulness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.